welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 207, Planting and Harvesting, an Encouraging Words episode, coming to you on Sunday, August 2nd, 2020. So in the last couple of weeks, John and I have had some amazing fresh strawberries and some incredible fresh cherries. Now, like in a lot of people who live in cities, there are a ton of fruits and vegetables that are to some degree available all year long. But when you get to the actual natural season for harvest and you get food that's come to you from not very far because it was picked when it was truly ripe and fresh, and then you get to eat it when it was at its height of deliciousness, there is nothing like it. I'm actually so sad because there was a farmer who had a table up near the mall, which is where the grocery stores are here. And uh, he said, yeah, I'll be here every day. And so twice I bought strawberries and nectarines and cherries. I can't remember what all we bought from him. They were all so good. And then I haven't seen him since. And I'm just like, what? I need I need it fresh, you know, like from the field. I need it fresher than what I can get from the grocery store. And anytime that we're in a season of um of new harvest, like the fresh stuff is actually coming out of the ground right now, I have a tendency to think about a couple of verses in the Bible that um, talk about harvest. So one of them that comes to mind is in Galatians. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I love that verse because it has like so many things in it that sometimes I'll pick out this bit of it or this bit of it. But often that verse comes to mind when I'm thinking about just keep on going, don't give up. And, you know, you'll reap a harvest of good things if you don't give up. The nice thing about... um, memorizing anything that's like any kind of word of encouragement is that your brain will find it and give it back to you later when you need it. And that's a verse that comes to me often when I'm just tired and I just need to reminded, I need to be reminded, like, just don't give up. This is all going to turn out to have a great harvest. But then see, that's another thing. Everybody likes the idea of having a harvest, but there's an awful lot of work that goes into it. So in order to have a harvest, for one thing, you had to have planted something. And in order to plant something, you need to choose what something you're going to plant. What field are you going to plant in? And after you've planted, you need to water it and take care of it. Make sure there aren't too many weeds or too many bugs. Because the plants actually have to survive and prosper long enough for you to get to a point where there is something to harvest. And it always reminds me of what am I doing in my life, which I'm pretty sure is what a lot of the Bible is supposed to be getting you to do, is ask yourself, how is how is this affecting my life? How do I let these sorts of things affect my life? And so, for instance, what am I harvesting? What do I want to harvest in my life? And then, therefore, what am I planting? And am I taking care of it so that there will be a harvest? Am I only kind of taking care of it and then I only reap a little bit of a harvest or am I really putting in time and effort and trying to make it really grow and be strong and fruitful and whatever it is. If you have a a field of flowers, you know, you want them to be brilliant and beautiful and strong so that you can sell them in flower markets. If it's strawberries, you want them to be, you know, good sized and juicy and sweet 
and just so that everybody's like, yeah, I have to get strawberries from that farm because they're so awesome. So what am I doing in my own life? Well, in my personal life, the way that I look at this is what thoughts am I allowing in and what thoughts am I purposely bringing in to my mind and my heart? And then how are those thoughts becoming through <laughs> watering and taking care of them? How are they becoming beliefs? What kind of beliefs are they becoming? Are they becoming the kinds of beliefs that will lead to things that I want to have in my life? Or are they becoming things that I actually will find out later that's not what I wanted in my life? Because beliefs lead to behaviors. Am I actually planting and taking care of and trying to make grow thoughts and beliefs that become behaviors that I actually want to have in my life? And then in my professional life, you know, we as writers, we need to be writing and publishing and marketing in order to reap the harvest of having people read our books and pay for our books, having money come in, having a business that has, you know, more revenue than expenses. So am I doing enough of these things? Because if I'm doing some writing, then it's like doing some planting. Um, you can only get so much out of it. Sure, there's the there are the times when there's this amazing thing that happens that was completely unexpected and out of your control and something fabulous happens. But sometimes the opposite happens. No matter how many good things you did, something you know, bad happens outside of your control. Like right now with the economy, because of the pandemic, there are businesses that are seriously hurting, not because of anything that they did. But just thinking about what you and I are doing with our individual businesses as a writer. Are we writing enough? Are we writing only enough to get one book a year out? Is that the amount that we're happy to plant? Great. But if we wanted to um, reap a bigger harvest, then we would have had to actually plant more, right? And not just the writing, but then we need to publish. And by publishing, that means that we're talking about um, doing rewrites sometimes, making sure the edits are to the top quality that we can get, having the best possible story, creating the best possible product, and then not just putting it out there because probably hardly anyone, maybe no one will find it if we just put it out there, but marketing, letting people know, I've got this, it's available for sale here. It might be the exact thing that you're looking for. Like, I don't know where this farmer went. Wherever he is, he's not where I can see him anymore. I really would like to know where he is because I want to buy his products. But in, in this analogy, he's not marketing to me anymore. He's not outside the mall. I don't know where to find him, so I can't buy his products. I have to buy somebody else's products or just not buy anything. It's summer. I'm going to buy strawberries. I would like to buy his, but I'll buy the ones in the grocery store if that's all I can find. So what are we doing in our professional lives? Sometimes there are things that happen and you just have to... Um, like take a turn. Life makes a turn for you and you have to go with it and figure out how you can pivot out of it again. So for instance, um, we moved to a new country. I couldn't uh, read or write the language. I couldn't figure out like how to start my business. So what I had to do was in order to be legal and not be making money that was outside the taxing system and I didn't want to do anything that could possibly lead to getting kicked out or getting in trouble with the government, I had to try to bring my income down to as close to zero as I could get until I could figure out how to start a business. 
unfortunately, of course, <laughs> I did that. I was able to bring my income down to practically zero. I think I was making between two and five dollars a month. So you need to know how your business works. Um, obviously, my experience shows that if you don't market your books, you won't sell them. So that's the main thing that I did is I stopped marketing. But also, um, I wasn't publishing. Now, from a more of a um, head and heart point of view, because I wasn't publishing and I knew that I couldn't until I figured some things out, um, <laughs> I wasn't doing a ton of writing either. I was also going through that incredibly bad season of burnout. So there was several things that kind of went into why there was less writing. But this is, uh, to me, proof positive that if you don't market, you will not sell books. So you need to know what's the entire process from planting to harvesting in order to get to the point where you have a harvest. Less obvious, <laughs> but with the same kinds of results, very much part of the cause and effect, is you need to take care of your thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors. You need to choose carefully what field you choose to plant in. Where are you going to plant your flag, so to speak? What have you decided that this is what I believe? These are the sorts of things that I'm willing to fight for. Um, these are the sorts of things that I want to make a part of my character. In order to be a person that you like and admire, you're going to have to um, really uh, plant and take care of and, and water uh, thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors that are the kinds of things that you admire, the kinds of things that you want to end up being part of the harvest. If you don't weed the garden of your mind and heart, if you don't watch out for insidious bugs coming in and eating you know, the bottom of the stem and pretty much killing the plant altogether without you even realizing it, if you're not watching those things, you can lose your entire harvest and have no harvest. So... Um, I just really want to encourage you that whatever you're doing in your professional life and your personal life, like they can mirror each other in such a way that you can learn how to do one part of your life better simply because you, you've been focusing on doing this other part of your life better. So maybe you've been focusing on your writing life, but now you can look at it and go, yeah, yeah, I see how really um, if I want to become a better person, if I want to harvest um, other qualities in myself that I admire things that I want to be, things that people I admire have these qualities, then I need to take care. <laughs> and in the same way, maybe you do see that in, um, in people's personal lives, but now you're thinking, yeah, okay, so if I want to have a real writing career, a real writing business, then there are things that I have to do. So I have to choose which field I'm going to plant in, what I'm going to plant. I need to water it and take care of it. I need to make sure that I don't have infestations of bugs or weeds. And then I need to um, take good enough care of it and watch it so that I know when it's time to harvest. So writing, publishing, marketing. I think that um, one of the other <laughs> verses that always comes to mind because of all of this um, all of the work that comes in harvesting something. Like I wasn't a farmer, um, but I did live in the country and we grew a lot of our own vegetables um, for quite a few years. I don't know, you know, sometimes a little, but I remember sometimes like it was a whole lot and it felt like, oh, this takes us so long to go through and water everything and pull the weeds and make sure that we didn't have, you know, potato bugs or whatever. 
So sometimes I look at this other verse that's in Hebrews, and it reminds me why, yes, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful, like all those hours that I spent in the garden. It was when we had a, the really big garden. Oh, sometimes I was like, this is painful. I don't want to do this anymore. But later on, it produces a harvest of righteousness, a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And one of the things I really want in my business is I want to work hard, be disciplined, and have peace. There was a lot of years when I worked a million hours, totally stressed out. I wasn't really seeing the kind of harvest that I was looking for. I'm not sure that I really understood the process of planting, watering, weeding, and harvesting in that business at that time. And it was really frustrating. Eventually, that kind of all poured into this period of burnout that I had. And... What I've been praying for this year in 2020, and it really has been just that recently, is I'm like, God, you know what? I want to have a good, solid business. I want to have more revenue than expenses. I want to be able to pay the rent, maybe actually a mortgage. I've never paid a mortgage. I'd like to try that sometime. Um, and I want to have peace. I want to work hard, but not so hard that I have actually lost all of my peace. And that is the last bit of encouragement that I wanted to give to you. I want to encourage you to also be thinking about what kind of discipline do you need to go through this process from deciding what you're going to plant and then planting, taking care of so that you get a harvest, but also to have along with the harvest peace. That's what I want. It's what I want for you. And I hope that these encouraging words have given you something to think about. Have a fantastic week. Get some writing done. Also, get a little rest. Do something fun. Your body and your brain and your heart need a little bit of work and a little bit of play. Have a great week, and we will talk to you again later.